Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right. Good day. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So, I'm always excited, actually. I've been podcasting for three years. I usually start the show by saying, I'm super excited to bring on a new guest co-host. But I'm actually even more excited because I've got a passionate, entrepreneurial, hint, hint, shovel-obsessed woman who's going to be uh, guest co-hosting today. But uh, she's a fellow, we'll just say passionate embodier. I'm making up a word today. Who <laughs> understands the importance of living hard, working hard, playing hard. I just found out she's also really passionate about uh, influencers like Richard Branson. That's right, Sir Richard Branson. I've mentioned him many times in this show. And uh, we'll just go ahead and throw this out there because I was considered old when I uh, became a hotshot in my 30s and fought wildfires when I left the corporate space. Uh, But uh, age is only a number of people because she decided to start her own company called Demos. We're going to geek out about that. And uh, she apparently was a little symbolic of a midlife crisis. So without further ado... I had the founder of Demos Collective and some sweet epic shovels, which I also own one of. Susan Piper, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Scott. It's so great to be here. In fact, just as you were doing that intro, I had to stand up because I know we're going to have such an engaging conversation. I just had to be on my feet. There you go. I got to move. I have a permanent <laughs> standing desk, and I saw you moving things, and I'm like, she, is she standing because I'm standing, or she just has to do it? So I uh, just have to do it. So, so you know, fun segue. We talk about lifestyle balance, healthy lifestyle practices and tips. So do you find yourself more engaged when you're standing? Yes. Okay. There we go. So thank you for doing that. So that means, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be both fully engaged for you. So Yes. um, Yes. Do you normally do podcast standing? (laughs) Um, You know, I I don't. I've done a couple other podcasts and I was sitting and it just isn't. uh, I just don't think it's who I am. I mean, I think that I'm like not a sitter. Well, and on in that fact, note, in fact, we could talk about hiring and how I look for runners and not sitters. But I mean, like, I'm not a sitter. I, uh, I don't I'm not really, a fan of it. I don't really hang with sitters, you know. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> funny because my biggest client, uh, I used to be one of her employees years ago. I helped her start her sales rep firm, and then about, about two years ago now, uh, I had converted my desk here, my home studio, into a permanent standing desk. And yes. she was like. So what do you think of these standing desk things? And I was like, you need to get them. So she went and bought the motorized ones. So she has the option to sit when she wants. She has the option to stand when she wants. And I was like, you know, you do what you got to do. So, but now her her whole office has got all standing desks in it. And uh, every time I come there, I always catch her. She's sitting and then she gets up, hits the button, raises the desk up and makes sure that we both stand there and talk and, and have our meeting together. So sometimes it takes people like us to influence the others, so to speak. Yes. So, yes. I mean, did I you do have a standing desk as well at, w- at work? Have you taught that kind of uh, best practice to some of your employees? Um, or were some that are already kind of embracing that? You know, we're a start. We're still a startup. We still perform like a startup. And I guess what I would say is that there isn't a lot of time for like training. You know, we're just still. <laughs> we're still like, we execute, like we go hard and we execute at a very fast pace. And I think that it would be amazing to get to a point where we could like step back and like talk about the process and about how people work best. We just haven't gotten there. Hmm. Well, so let's just dive into that process. Okay. I got to just throw it right out there. 
Okay. I've stumbled across your shovel. That's right, people. We're geeking out about a shovel, but you have no idea what level of a shovel this is. Okay. As as a former hotshot wildland firefighter, I've I, we literally built some of our own tools to fight wildfires. So I grew up on a farm. I've been around tools my whole life. I even studied engineering before I got into the business space. So yeah, I'm a geek. And I appreciate well-made shit. Like not, I'm not just saying well-made people. I mean, like off the freaking reservation nutballs hardcore is her shovels. So, and actually for the video fee, since I'm just giving you such a great intro <laughs> on that, um, that, for the ladies and gentlemen listening to this, Demos, D-M as a Mary, O-S, collective.com. You have to go check them out. Um, they've been all over Kickstarter because they have a new shovel coming out. And their website's amazing. They have crazy cool designs. I'm showing some of them right now. I specifically have your first alpha, actually. Did you guys, you guys still selling that or did you guys discontinue that? We've discontinued it and uh, we replaced it with the alpha two. Yeah. And um, we Which is right are here. coming out. Yeah, which is right there. And we're also coming out with a new driveway shovel, actually. So um, hmm. we we just keep innovating and changing and uh, uh, basically perfecting each tool for the job. And the OG Alpha, actually, interestingly, Scott, ended up being largely adopted as a driveway shovel, but it had the telescoping index locking shaft, yeah. So, uh, which is a fairly expensive component in our bill of materials. Yeah, this looks so, just like mine. Mine's just a little bit different. Got some red markings correct. on it, more holes. Yeah. yeah. So we ended up deciding that we want to make a specific driveway shovel that doesn't have our telescoping index locking shaft, and that's going to be coming out this November. Okay, but let's just rewind even more. Like, yeah, what okay. what possessed you? I'm sure you've been asked this on other shows, but I, I you're on my show now. What possesses you? Besides the fact you live in Jackson Hole, ladies and gentlemen, I've skied there, I've hiked there, I've uh, fought wildfire near there. Uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming is amazing. So jealous you get to live there (laughs) but was it because of the lifestyle did you just get tired of snapping shovels which i've done for years well you know i mean i always tell people that there were um it's a little bit like uh you know when you're um when you're trying to do dead reckoning you need to triangulate there Mm -hmm. were three reasons three factors that came together for why i started demos um and it was the confluence of the three that really created the company the first one was that i had a company in me um, and, um, I mentioned a little bit about kind of midlife crisis. I mean, I really had, had done, you know, by gender, I had married out of business school. I had raised three stepchildren and then our us kid together over 20 years. And, um, I had been waiting for time to kind of have my career hit hmm. and, um, and, and, and it was supposed to be there around the time the kids were all sort of going off to college. And, um, and my youngest was actually in middle school when I sort of said, look, I, you know, I think that this is, this is it. This is the time is now. I, you know, my, like a boat in the harbor safe, but that's not what it's made for. Okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that I had lived in Japan. And oh. um, when I lived in Japan, I was an expat spouse. Um, so it was for my ex-husband's job. And um, I am not someone who sits well, as we've just uh, agreed, because I had to stand up for this podcast. <laughs> um, and so when I lived in Japan... Um, I thought I would work. I used to be in financial services. I worked on Wall Street on merchant buy side banking. And I thought I would work there, but I didn't have any language skills and I didn't have any domain knowledge of Japanese market. Hmm. So I was idle, but I wasn't idle. I was studying. I became fluent in Japanese and I taught yoga and also really geeked out on Japanese consumer culture, which Uh is really about having monozukuri, which is like the best, most beautifully made thing. Okay. And so like you could find an example in all these different categories of like a perfect step stool 
or like a perfect coffee press or like a perfect um, bike lock or, you know, and, and I just like loved it. And I was like, oh, look at this one thing and how well made this is. Mm -hmm. So it really gave me a sense. And of course, what I know a lot of people like German knives. I particularly came home from Japan just with two knives, both of which are monogrammed with my name in Katakana. But I just love their knives. And it's that whole idea of having a perfect tool and the right tool really was in my head because of Japan. So then the third thing was that when we got back and moved to Jackson, actually, after Tokyo, um, my kid really broke all the lawn and garden tools. And I just was super frustrated with the idea of a broken snow shovel and Especially you know, just up there. constantly, yeah, up there. And just like the whole, like the, I just felt offended by spending 30 bucks on something and then constantly th throwing it in the dumpster. And so he was using them, dragging them out of the garage and using them to build jumps in our yard. And so the other thing was that it was not purpose built. So no, if you're building dirt me, jumps with a snow yeah. shovel, not going to last. Well, well, and also, I mean, but also snow jumps because he's a snowboarder. So oh, okay, he's a downhill okay. mountain biker and he's a snowboarder. So this was mostly kickers, you know, for his snowboard. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and that's how Demos got started. Really, Demos got started by building the perfect, what we called the kicker tool in snow. We got our start in snow, really innovating from plastic snow shovels into purpose-built aircraft aluminum badass tools that yeah. were perfect for building a kicker. And then your shovel, the OG Alpha, really was a foray into a broader market, which was people want, don't just need a kicker tool. They need a driveway shovel and then they need a truck shovel. Mm -hmm. So that's how we went into the OG Alpha. What ended up happening with your OG Alpha was that we made it out of 5052 aluminum as opposed to 6061. And air, 6061 is aircraft aluminum okay. and is really the most durable. It's got the best strength to weight ratio of any of the aluminum series. So we use now 6061 in anything in which you're going to have effectively leaching of the metal against concrete. Hmm. So we've decided effectively to discontinue a 5052 product, especially with teeth. I mean, it's still it wasn't durable strong as enough. hell. I oh, mean, it is durable as hell, but yeah. we wanted to do better. Okay. So that's what the that's what the Alpha 2 is about. See, I now, love the ingenuity um, there. Like, you know what? You know you built a badass shovel, but it's like, wait a minute. Can we go better? <laughs> yeah. And so we, we eat our own young, which is a saying I've always loved, which is, uh, I think it comes out of Greek mythology. So it's the whole idea that there was some Greek God or whatever. I don't know. Mm -hmm. The idea though, is that you just have to prove upon yourself, your own inventions before your competitors do. And Demos so far has no real, no real competition in what we do well, which is we make the best hands down shovels that are purpose built for any mostly i would say presently i would say any vehicle based work because of the telescoping index locking shaft so oh, i love the integrated um, handle like i love that i was like when i saw that on kickstarter i was like wait a minute they literally detached the handle made it telescoping and i'm like i'm zooming in when i first found you guys i'm like wait a minute is it plastic or did they make it out of the same metal yeah you know, the alloy i'm like please yeah. tell me this is all metal and i'm like yeah. oh my god it is <laughs> yeah and then honestly you, do you know why i bought the og besides the fact you had a sale uh, but cause I was like, you know what? Let me, let me start with the beginning because yeah. I can always level up and I love yeah. the founding product, but also because I was a Sawyer as a hotshot. So yeah. you have the, the little saw blade attachment. <laughs> so I was like, I what? I can I integrate a saw blade. So I was like, I wait a minute. Can I, cause I, I've actually, I'm a geek. I warned you. I have a, uh, so I have steel branded chainsaws, right? They're like the elite chainsaw and exactly. it's what we, it's the federal government. That's what they give hotshot crews. You get a steel. So 
I figured out a backpacking system for my mountain biking trail. So I have a Dakine Trail Builder backpack with a steel MS-180 chainsaw strapped in. And I people are like, like, are you mountain biking with a chainsaw? And I'm like, yes, I am. I was like, that's, it's resistance awesome. training. So I was okay, like, can way, I figure out how to mount build, the shovel building on? building the shovel for that market. What do you mean? Well, okay, so I have for hot I'm shots? tell you, I have two big hairy. Well, actually, okay, I you're you're familiar with the concept BHAG, big hairy audacious. Oh yeah, goal. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, okay, I saw so I saw I have, him speak. <laughs> I oh. have two BHAGs, and I may have a third, but one of them is that I am determined to build a shovel that's used by all the trail builders at Red Bull Rampage. Oh, that's a good event. Okay, and it's just because. Do you know why? Because I, I want to. <laughs> well, I, you, you have to have a because, personal passion with this stuff. I have personal passion, yeah. and it's the right thing, and it would make my life oh so special. And I want to. I think yeah. it's badass, and I want to. Okay. The second thing is, I actually want to make shovels that are used by um, tier one special forces, so SEAL Team Six, yeah. um, Delta Force. Oh yeah. And then this, and then and then tier two, which is all the other special forces. So I'm very into. Um, and then I haven't really decided, you know, the thing is in, in the hotshot space, um, we haven't decided yet how we're going to address sort of McLeod and Pulaski. Or, and some, or I'll say we, we were in region three. I was based in Arizona. So that's like the yeah. hottest zone, uh, New yeah. Mexico, Arizona is our headquarters. And then obviously once, you know, you know how it is once the hotshot season opens up, then we're shipped all over the West and Correct. the, a really popular tool that was, well, I nicknamed it the bent shovel. But it's a rogue hoe. Uh, yeah. so I'm sure you're familiar with that one. They basically take a, a spade shovel, heat it, bend it, cut the tip off, and then they, you know, you heat it, you temper it, and that thing yeah. is because with a nice long handle. Uh, yeah. Because when I started as a rookie, they they gave me a Pulaski, and I'm like, I'm six yeah. foot four. Holy yeah. crap! Do you do that 16 hours a day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they they, they knew how to enough. break me in right. <laughs> I know, I know, they know how to break you in. Well, so anyway, um, I think that we. I, I think that there is also one of the other things I often tell people, and this is a little bit of jumping around, but um, so being a woman with a shovel company, I want you to know that one of the things I say to people is I say, listen, I play well in the sandbox. Mm. What I mean by that is that I started a company where I don't have specific domain expertise, like meaning that I'm not the greatest digger. I wasn't a hot shot. I haven't been a trail builder. You don't need but to be. What I, but what I am is I am someone who knows how to pull together a team. And so I do understand that there are some really incredible best of breed competitors or what I would consider other tool companies that I love. And maybe someday there is a way for us all to hang together and share some sales and marketing and distribution in, in a way that really makes sense um, with a lot of integrity and like a lot of respect. So who knows? Um, in finance, that would be called a roll up. Um, and that would be like a financial strategy of pulling a bunch of companies together. Um, the way I would see that being done would be just like the best strategy, uh, but would combined with implementation of keeping the best of each company's culture. So anyway, just I like it. I, so I got in my career when I started my career, I was in strategy consulting at a white shoe management consulting firm called McKinsey. So sometimes oh, that McKinsey. comes. Sometimes that thinking comes back to me because it's. I, I think of the best companies and how you know they grow either through acquisition or they grow through partnering or they grow through um, opening up new divisions, new markets. So, yeah, I mean, we're just we're just shovels right now, and so some things that get into the sort of swung space get really tricky for us because we have not built and, our and they get system. costly. 
I mean, I, I yeah. think it's smart that you should anchor in the space that really you're standing alone in right now. I mean, I, Correct. I challenge the listeners to go find badass shovels. Uh, cause I did, I, I Googled the hell out of it <laughs> and I was like, dude, you guys have really created some badass stuff and you're part of a really hardcore outdoorsy market too. Um, I mean, the racing circuit alone that you guys are connected with, I think is huge. Because uh, actually, most of the stuff I see on your Instagram, by the way, your your SUV is gorgeous. I love the wrap Thank on you. it, the logo. Well done. Well done. Thank so, you. Thank you. Uh, uh, listeners, what, what Scott's talking about is I have a uh, 2016 TRD Pro uh, 4Runner that has got substantial mods. And that's hard to do when you have a 4Runner that's already a TD, TRD Pro. So um, it's got uh, total chaos sway bars. It's got 10-inch king shocks. It has a Prinsu roof rack. It has two rigid uh, LED light bars. It has uh, 285, 7017 uh, BF Goodrich KO2 tires. I'm getting a new rear bumper and spare tire rack. I have a Southern style front bumper um, and I'm getting Baja lights in the back for the Rebel. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say, I was surprised you still had a stock bumper on there. I was like, that's going to go next. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, because I was, there's your bumper. That's your front end, right? Hold on. Yeah, that's I'm, the Southern style. That It's just a super minimal front bumper. I like that. That's clean. Nice lines. Yeah, yeah it's just simple. Yeah. And the rear bumper is going to have a spare tire because when we do rally car racing, which is what, so Demos now sponsors the Rebel Rally. And so if you're a woman oh. with a double company, you get to do things like that because that's how I like to live and fuel <laughs> my stoke. And I love it. And uh, that's a 1,600-mile endurance off-road uh, navigation rally race. So what that means is it's not like wheel-to-wheel racing like a Baja 1000. Oh, um, okay. And it has no GPS. So what it means I'm is- used that to, I follow the Baja, so. Yeah, so you're basically, we go to Tahoe, you're given these these modified maps that Mapbox out of Philadelphia uh, generates for us. And so it removes all street names and all highway markings from the maps. And then you're given a set of GPS coordinates for the day. It's 200 miles, about 20 checkpoints a day. There's green, blue, and black, just like in skiing, easy, medium, and then difficult uh, checkpoints. And you have to get the greens, and then you have to really try to get as many points as possible because the winners of the Rebel Rally, and it's in its fourth year, tend to get an average score over seven days of racing of about like 94%, which wow. is like basically they're getting like almost everything. And that's, again, all with Map and Compass. And it is extremely difficult. And the woman who started it just won this last year's Dakar Rally. She and her co-driver uh, did about 300 miles a day and 40 checkpoints. And she was trained by Rod Hall, who I'm sad to say recently passed away, um, but is in the Offroad Racing Hall of Fame. Anyway, wow. it's just a really badass event. So please check it out. Yeah, Bell I mean, Rally. so real quick on that. So when you say maps, are you referring to good old fashioned topo? Like you're not allowing digital? You're not going digital at all? No, no digital. Oh, I was because I was about to connect. I used to travel out to Seattle all the time years ago when I did uh, work with uh, T-Mobile. And we used to do like team building events. We go do geocaching. And so that was fun. Like you're on foot, you're hiking, but you're, you are using tech, uh, but you are working with maps and with, with, uh, you know, basically you know, GPS points. So, right. but that's, so you guys are going classic topo, which I never probably learned topo until I became a firefighter. If that's, they say, yeah. well, we no, say, no. you this is, go ahead. Yeah. This is topo in a way of like, let me just put it this way. Like no binoculars. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like you can't even like, you know how like in sailing, you can have a binocular that has a range finder on it yeah, and you, true. Can look at it, you can look at an object in a distance and be like, okay, that's five, five nautical miles away. Yeah. We don't have that. 
Oh. So you really begin to have cultivated your sense of being able to observe distances mm. and like looking at mountains, be like, okay, that's about three kilometers away, for example, and really being able to read that feature, like where the ridge comes down and, you know, right off the ridge, there's a railroad track, but it's not on the point is not on the railroad track. It looks like it's about 500 meters, you know, west of the railroad track. Anyway, it's I'm digging really, it. I'm digging it. It's super cool. Uh, yeah, because I, I, in fire, they said, listen, you have to learn topo because if you're on a long assignment and your batteries die, right? Yeah. Like, what do you got? So you have to, we, we did everything old school because we didn't want to depend on the tech. So I Correct. was like, oh, yeah. so, but that's, that's a whole different layer. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you guys are after it. I love it. I said, how many yeah. total yeah. miles you guys cover on a route like that? 1,600. 1,600. Wow. So I did it last year with a, uh, I was actually navigator last year, went to a driver and, um, and Demos was a sponsor of the Rebel, but the vehicle was not quite fully Demos. So this year we are fully Demos. It's team Demos. Nice. Uh, my co-driver works with me at trade shows and is a Demos sales representative. And she used to work at REI. She also uh, does some volunteer not-for-profit consulting and is a realtor. She's an incredible lady. Hmm. And this year I'll be driver and she's navigator because you know why? She's got young eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you know, you got to get those eyes. Because otherwise, eye for, me, for me, it's like, oh, my God, reading glasses. Oh, my God, distance uh, glasses. Oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I cheated. Like, rookie year of fire, I realized I still had contacts. And I'm like, if I get a, if there's, like, a flare-up on the fire front, it can melt them to my eyes. So I finally, I went and got LASIK when I was living in Arizona. And three grand later, I had, like, fighter pilot eyes. So I was like, sweet, you know. <laughs> um, you can navigate. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, well, if nothing else for range finding, that's what I care about. So yeah, but that's, that's sick. So, okay. So let's tie this all back in. So clearly you're a geek about the outdoors. You're, you're into, you're living the lifestyle. I mean, I, I have gone all in. There's no, there is no element of, of Demos that I am not into, meaning that yeah. I am all in as an entrepreneur. I am all in, in the outdoors. I live my brand. I work and uh, I work and play and breathe really, you know, sports that many of our customers uh, also pursue and passion. So, yeah, I'm all in. When you when you launched, were you just trying to target what was your first market you you shot for? Like was so it our just first market was um, was was basically skiers and snowboarders who build kickers. Yeah, really, so I spent eleven years as a USSA ski race coach, so I get it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we didn't we weren't doing a lot of the sculpting that a lot of the snowboard parks and stuff do. But I can tell you when I'm when it's race day, like the only thing yeah. race crews have, we had the big metal rakes. So if right. it was especially on the East Coast, you'd have we call it the uh, the frozen sugar day, where you're just the, the race skis just scraping it off and it's piling it up and it's getting heavy and the kids are light, so they get bucked. So you just you get some volunteers out there on the course and you're just raking it all off. I can't tell you how many times I would just rather just grab a scoop shovel, go out there and just scoop it off. It was a lot faster for me. I just shovel it faster than raking yeah. it. But that we, we do have, by the way, you, we do have a uh, word. Demos is used by the uh, Olympic coaches for uh, interestingly snowboard Olympic race coaches for South Korea, Germany, um, uh, the Swiss, the Austrians, and now the U S really? oh, and the Canadian. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It hasn't, de I don't have the relationships as much on uh, Alpine racing side, if you think about it, because I, by the way, I'm a snowboarder and so is my kid. So yeah. you know how these are. Like, well, I, no, I I'm, mean, like uh, little, my, I'm a couple of degrees away from those folks, but I'm here in, I'm actually today, I'm in Park City. I'll be heading back to Jackson tonight. Okay. But like the US Olympic team is here and we have given them tools because it is an idea that on training, on the, on the training day, being able to groom around the gates, 
our stealth shovel is so perfect for that. Oh yeah, I mean, I can tell you, we actually had the snowboarding division. Well, now they've rebranded. Now they're a US, USA SA. Yeah, USA right. SA. And uh, a good friend of mine, we coached together for years. He grew up racing in Europe, and this dude's sick. His son Kubo is half the size of everybody his age and body weight, and this kid can outrace everybody. He was shooting for the China Olympics. I don't know where he's at right now. I got to check in now that we're talking about it. But yeah. anyway. So we we would share the we'd share the hill. We'd set a snowboard run and we'd show that. But I mean, seeing kids race on snowboards besides, you know, the the stunt world of like they're I mean, these kids can haul butt. But yeah. I know. You got bad snow day, stuff's piling up around the gates, you're getting too much berm, you get kids are getting bucked, you gotta clear that snow. And I, know. Uh, I, know. I wish I would have had like that nice although your stealth stealth has got a straight line on edge on it, right? No, 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 no. The stealth has teeth. That's two. And we make yeah. a stealth pro too. And so what's happening in our line is that we're sort of taking each product and curating it for a specific use. So we're taking a version of the Stealth this fall, and that version of the Stealth will be for for basically keeping in your car. Now, that's the Stealth Pro S, which we consider to be a driveway pusher. The Stealth Shovel, which is on the far left, is really the one that is the... um, is basically for grooming around. So I I can already probably answer this, but I'm intrigued to hear your point. So straight edge versus tooth edge, why? Um, so toothed edge is really for breaking up any ice or hard pack straight edge is when you want to have, like, uh, you don't want to scratch the surface that you're shoveling on. Yeah. You just want to push our pushing powder. Exactly. Yeah. Like honestly, yeah. Powder days, you don't need teeth, but I, that's why I was excited because I was, I was seeing, and actually I'll probably get the stealth too. Although I'm obviously I'm waiting for, you know, the, the latest gen, the Delta. Cause I was like, well, I'm trying to find that perfect backpack saw to go with or without the chainsaw. I'm like, if I could take everything, you know, cause I'm a former shot, dude, I don't care. I'll pack more weight on. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, can I strap a shovel on the outside of my trail builder back with the chainsaw on board and have the ultimate, you know, backpack system. So I'm still trying I to hack that, can. but the okay, o- that's going to be, the Delta is going to be 24 by 11 by three. I bet it'll fit. How long is the chainsaw from well, the chainsaw is actually the on blade. the outside of the bag. So they yeah. actually have a uh, extending like um, like a pocket, right? So I still have the main belly of the bag closest to my back. Then there's an extension out that you can either put a chainsaw into or a bucket, and then just uh, strap it strap it in. So yeah. the chainsaw is on the outside of the bag technically, and then I still have the main payload where I keep my chainsaw chaps rolled up. I have a mini hatchet in there, you know, tuning tools. But I could totally slide a shovel in there. Cool. Oh yeah, I don't think the OG would fit in there right now. No, but, I don't think so either. But again, so again, so let's just go ahead and jump right in. We just got done hinting. There's another shovel coming. That's right, ladies yes. and gentlemen. She's already got like, well, hold on. What's, so we just continued the OG. So you got four current models, right? Yeah, Stealth. We have five. Oh. This will be six. Okay, so I'm so screen sharing got, right now, we've right? We've got the Stealth, the yeah. Alpha 2, the Alpha 2S, the Stealth Pro, the Stealth Pro S, and then we're going to have the Delta. Okay, so the Delta is five. Yeah, and everything in the Demos line now has mounts, and then everything in the Demos line will have bags. Yeah, by so, the way, I, I owned Jeeps my whole life, and currently I just I have a Subaru. I don't have the Jeeps, and I'm going to be getting a Jeep again. But I'm like, dude, I now I it just I just wish I had my Jeep because <laughs> that mount is sick. That's a sweet okay. mount. So. so the mount fits roof racks or spare tire mounts. Ah. And so it's getting really – it's pretty cool. We were Whoa. just at Overland Expo in Flagstaff, and – 
I felt like uh, it was really an incredible moment for me as a founder of a company because I looked around and like the Demos Alpha 2 was on the spare tire of the best looking sportsmobile. We were on the spare tire of the turtleback trailer that keeps again a 285-70-17 on the back of the turtleback trailer, which is an expedition quality trailer, like a $30,000 trailer, like wow. super stuff. Like we were on the back of the best Jeeps. Um, we are on go fast campers. Um, and, uh, on really cool Tacoma builds. And, uh, there was a guy who did a, uh, Ford Raptor build. Um, Ooh. and we were on that too. So yeah, really cool stuff. I wonder if I can get that sucker on my Subaru rack. Cause I got a pretty well, beef. I got a, I don't have a cage on there right now, but I actually have a beefy Yakima system with, with big, you know, big bike sports for the, for the uh, fatter, a fatter support for the mountain bike tires. But I got this whole midline completely wide open between the crossbars and I'm like, I bet you can Ooh. because the thing is is that um the bars that uh that the stealth mount uh, and stealth and alpha mount come with yeah fit any uh any any basically uh uh bar or any pole that's two inch diameter or smaller yeah that's the standard yakima round bars i took the stock subaru bars off yeah. put that on there i've run that stuff on my old audi years ago i'm a big fan of yakima yeah. or Tooley. i don't yeah. care but yeah yeah um well we play well with those guys yeah well, that's, I mean, why not? Because I, they already have all the rack systems out there. All you got to exactly. do is plug in to an existing yes. proven platform. So that's right. Smart move. That's right. Like, that's that, right. Like, there's companies out there, and you probably have seen it. They, they, oh, well, why don't we reinvent the rack too? I'm like, no, there's already great racks. All right. No, exactly. <laughs> plug into their system, and now you can adapt and say, great, we fit all Yakima, or we fit all Thule, or whoever else is out uh, Rocky Mounts. I think they're out of Colorado. Rocky Mounts has got a good rack out there too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, yes. so with with the D, like what what inspired that? You're just finding even smaller, even more lightweight. What was the, what was the inspiration behind going to the next level? Well, I like a good challenge. If you can, if 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 a, if a listener picks up on anything from me, they ought to pick up on how much I gamify life and how much I love challenges. So I love the idea that we are reinventing the E tool that was invented in World War One. That's what and, geeks me out. <laughs> and I just think it's just so freaking cool. I can't stand it. And it makes me so happy in my life. Because the thing is, is that in World War II, people were meant to be on their knees. You know, you had to be low or else you were going to be shot. You were digging with a short shafted tool because you, if you stood up and you had a long shafted tool, you would die. So now, 100 years later, or not quite, but let's call it 80, so 80 years later, roughly 80, 90, uh, you are basically looking at having a short shafted shovel for that really is only appropriate for digging a cat hole. And even then you're bending over and okay. you really are not able to use the same shovel for digging a cat hole for camping um, and certainly not for off-road. So it offends me that you'd have to have a separate off-road shovel a separate camping shovel potentially, or your off-road shovel would be your camping shovel, but maybe not because a lot of people use an Abbey shovel for an off-road shovel and you wouldn't use that for your campfire. And that's then, at first when I saw that, I thought you were targeting the Abbey shovel market, but then I was like, it's so aggressive. And then I realized, wait a minute. Oh, she's redoing the old school military stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that we really, the Delta shovel is the Demos D tool. And it's really a modern day reinvention of an e-tool because it is meant to be now. Why can't you have a 56 and a half inch long shaft? Why can't you have a full size blade, an 11 by 13 by three inch blade? You can, you know, and the thing is, is that it's still portable because we're making out of 6061 aluminum. We're making it in America. Look, the, the e-tool is off patent. These days, all e-tools are made in China. 
So if you are a person who's going out and working hard with a lot of tools, you may notice that that tool is not super substantial, super no. durable. You're going to be able to break it. And so our whole goal of being, you know, I call it the asymptote, which is, you know, if you're familiar with that, that idea in mathematics, it's that a line will approach the horizon but mm -hmm. never hit it, is to be as unbreakable as humanly possible. And yet to be strong and, and lightweight and full size when you need it and then compact when you don't. And so I think it's, and then besides, this is also a three position tool. So you can use it. I know. As a I love that. The fact you that can it flips use it in three different angles. a shafted shovel, or you can use it as a long shafted shovel, and then it has its stow position. Yeah. So we're super excited about it. It's, it's really the company's, um, it was, it was a design challenge for us. That's take that's been a long time in coming because we wanted to reinvent our connector. And then from this connector system on this, this shovel, we see it being able to make many other shapes, like for example, tra trail builder shapes. So it's just super cool. It opens up a whole new world of possibilities for us. And we're just so stoked. And the Kickstarter is going to be coming live on July 23rd. And, um, and we'll be basically selling deltas for Christmas and, yeah, it's oh, uh, pretty, pretty lucky. Pretty <laughs> lucky that we're manufactured in the United States and we can scale uh, manufacturing. Well, and thank you for that. I, I mean, I'm not trying to bust on the import market, but something like this and as symbolic as, as you just, just explained your passion behind this, like you're replacing an old school piece of military equipment. I mean, I would want this made in the USA. And, yeah. and also, I, I truly believe that and, and obviously, ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually doing some screen sharing. I'm actually playing a little video that she shared inside of the private uh, Demos Collective. It's a uh, there's a VIP group if you're a Kickstarter. So, yeah. uh, so if you're a supporter, guys, you can actually go ahead and reserve a spot. And then when it launches, you'll get notified like I am. Dude, look at that mount. Look at that mount. It's so clean and simple. <laughs> oh my God, Thank this you. Is, this is like porn. I mean, for, for, for gearheads. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you probably have people around you to talk the same way. I was like, oh my God, look at yeah. that. Yeah. They do. They do. And the thing is, is the people who work on the brand, you know, it's fun because I have always really loved people that are just absolutely like, you know, um, you know, the geek out because I do too. Oh yeah. And so, you know, I mean, you saw my car and then, you know, you should see my bikes and you should see my snowboards and like, you know, like, okay, like you come in my garage and there's like, you know, 11 bikes and it's just my son and myself, you know, people are like, what, how many people live here? And I'm like, dude, anyway, um, We've got people who work on the brand. We have like two Porsche people. And part of the reason why the Porsche people are so interesting is that they just love the fact that that company spent so many years perfecting the 911. Yep. And whether or not you love that design or not, there is something very pure where they did not expand into other models of vehicles like other car companies did, where they kind of like went straight into making an SUV. It took them a long time to introduce an SUV or any other shape other than the 911. Yeah, that's true. And so that's a good just, point. Keep, we keep going back to our shapes and making sure our shapes are as absolutely as perfect as possible. All the parts. Yeah, actually, it's, it's funny. Just, I mean, only because I'm in your group and I posted this, but I, pay, I played that game, like, uh, where's the Demos? So this is just, yeah. this is, this is, by the way, you talk about garage and gear. This is yeah. barely the tip of the iceberg. I have a 3,000 square foot garage. So, <laughs> like, I have, I have the shovel. Just, this is a whole new workbench I'm still designing and laying out yet. But behind me, there's only, you can barely see two of the bikes. There's still two more on that wall. There's skis up in the ceiling above on this image. Um, but the reason why I wanted to actually open this up was not just to show the garage piece, but I wanted to show the the comp comparison. There it is. So, there's, yeah. there's your comparison you're describing. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you can watch this on YouTube. It's, it's just night and day compared to the old school military, you know, flip shovel, right? I mean, that's, that's like the, the hearsay, but 
I mean, that's going to be sick. It's just ridiculous. We're just so excited. Yeah. I mean, you guys have also been doing a lot of, I mean, yeah, look at that. That's awesome. That's totally going to be, I, I see guys taking that into the back country. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I want you to know where this is going. So that particular article, we finally settled on our brand color. That's agate gray. And that comes from the automobile space. Oh, this that, was the gray you were talking about. That's I, that gray. Cause I get the emails and, and all the posts and stuff. And yeah. We are super stoked about that, that Pantone. That is a powder coat on top of 6061 aluminum. And it just provides for like, especially like, I it's like how it offsets the black, you know, yeah, so you get the black exactly. and the gray. So Okay, so what's happening, though, is that we're getting so much demand for, for people to who want even a higher-end shovel. Like, there's people that just want the best article in the world, and they're like, okay, why don't you make that all in Cerakote? So we will. Hmm. We just bought at the factory two CNC milling machines, and we're doing a milled aluminum grip. We oh. ultimately, I'm sure, are going to be getting into steel ends because like people like you, Scott, are going to want – you're going to want different ends. Like I think that we haven't even begun. So Wait, it's when you say starting, ends, you mean the, okay, the, the, the like actual what, shovel like, blade? Okay. Yeah. So this starts to get into like, what if the end of your shovel could have an ax? What if the shovel shaft could be used for an ax head? What if it could be used for a Pulaski? What if it could be used for a spike? You know, people You're want saying stuff. making an interchangeable system. So we're starting to get into the interchangeable system the way we always knew we should. People have, have be finally taught me. Crazy. I didn't know about, you know, I don't have a military background. I deeply, I'm a, deep, I'm a patriot. I deeply uh, honor anyone who's served and uh, I'm so grateful to their service. But I learn a lot and talk to a lot of people who are either active duty or veterans. And they were explaining to me about MilSpec, which is military. Yep specified and certified and the idea of things being mil spec and interchangeable is where we're headed oh if you so right now you we're mil spec inspired i you know how many i am so deeply because i'm i'm also a cfl one trainer in the crossfit space i, I got into crossfit because of becoming a hot shot i didn't know what it was in 2010 <laughs> but hey rookie year you find out real fast but in the CrossFit space, we're just in, the, in that side of the fitness world, the extremes, you come across a lot of veterans, people trying to repurpose their lives, making right. a comeback. Whether you lost a limb or not, there's some hardcore guys and gals out there getting after it. But yeah, sure. if you've served, whether it be fire or military, you understand the importance of quality equipment. Mil-spec is legit. There's a lot of stuff exactly. that I own that is mil-spec quality. Correct. So. And we're, we will need to work. I mean, we're only, what I think we're doing right now is we're mil spec inspired. And again, it's an asymptote. So we need to move in that direction. That's where we're headed. So these are my big hairy audacious goals, which is fully, fully realizing the product vision of that interchangeable system of heads and grips so that you're really being able to build your custom tool. And it's, so anyway, Cerakote coatings, aluminum milled grips. We do have a customer right now who wants us to make a titanium shovel for him. And I am super stoked on that. Titanium so is really gonna... hard to work with. Yeah, I know. But, but yeah. you know, it's like he, he's like, I love you. We love what you're doing. For him, money's not an object. And <laughs> like he's like, I'm going to give you purchase order. Let's that's, just... that's a buddy of mine. He has a titanium frame. He had custom made for his road. He has a titanium road bike. And he's got a titanium mountain bike. And I'm like, yeah. Why? But guess what? We should do it. Because we, do, we have someone. So we'll work with that customer. And we'll build that. That'd be a VIP level product. And there are people that will spend the extra coin. I mean, yeah. there's, there's things that I've spent extra on. That's why I, so that's why I say, I, I, I tried showing your shovel to some friends of mine the other night. They're like, I don't get it. I'm like, you don't have to get it. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, she's not targeting everyone. 
Yeah. I, I, granted, you and I are finally having a podcast now, but I'm like, I get you and I get your business. I'm like, guys, like you don't, I was like, one of the rules of entrepreneurship and business success is you don't try and target everyone. You niche down and you figure out your target market. And yeah. then you own that market, and then it starts bleeding into the other markets. Like, obviously, off-road racing, huge, right? Shoveling mud. Snow, right. huge, right? But huge. then it's like you started snowboarding. Now it bleeds into skiing, right? right? Next thing you know, the snowmobile market. Do you know how many hardcore snowmobilers I know that would strap that shovel on the back of their snowmobile? Oh, we, we already are in that market. Oh. And, and, in fact, it's, uh, it all started with guys who are six foot three, six foot four, because the Demos is the only really long shovel and many of them are like hey look when you're up okay so six foot four right here drop a little bit i feel a little bit bad but i I, this is super exciting so i told you name drop it was my demos was my my middle-aged crisis company so i still get really i just get so excited when we get someone who reaches out who is for example an x-game gold medalist so like Cody Matichuk hit us up. He is an X Games gold medalist mm-hmm. in um, the timber sled. And he is a Demos customer because guess what? He built a kicker. He's a tall guy. There you go. <laughs> so we Cam calls like, hey, tell us when you, you know, tell me when you got a trail, something for trail. Like, I'm really interested in this. And so, you know, and Travis is still interested. So Travis Rice is a Jackson man. He's just an incredible human being. Um, I can't explain to you how much he has, uh, has really helped me and um we're not we don't talk all the time um he's a very busy guy and got a lot of projects but like in terms of continuing to evolve a product for his sport he's always very interested and so it's just like those kind of guys are just like make the perfect thing for my sport so for sure snowmobiling timber sled for sure we're big well, basically that. winter sports across the board i mean yeah. i'm wearing um kicking kicking horse is by the yeah. way uh, this was the last mountain we hit on my, uh, I had a ski adventure wedding in March. So, uh, we, we did heli skiing for our wedding. So lucky. I, lucky. I, that's why you and I are vibing so well. Like we, we do, yeah. we, we do weird shit. People are like, I just got back from the bear tooth. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so my you, child is, uh, so my son went to the free junior free ride world tour in Koppel, Austria. And he's the one who was competing at the bear tooth pass, bear tooth basin. And so he's Sick. men's 15 to 18 snowboard. He's 17 now. So this is his senior year. And um, I was super proud of him at the Beartooth because I saw him really charge. Like at the beginning of the run, which is off the cornice, he backed up about 20 feet and he charged it. And he, he sent a huge three in off the cornice. And like in, there's skiing versus snowboarding. Usually the skiing is more exciting in the men's 15 to 18 than the snowboarding. Yeah. But I was so excited because it was like that kind of thing. And then a big grab off of a big cliff and a nice method down at the bottom. Like it just, it was great. <laughs> I'm actually literally, yeah, here we go. It's not actually your son doing it, but here is a shot from the Beartooth Basin. Uh, yeah, somebody, that's that cornice. Somebody popping off a cornice. Obviously, yeah. that's a skier, but who cares? I just want to show the cornice. <laughs> yeah. I love imagery on my yeah. video feeds. So Yeah, that's the idea of it. Yeah. like Again, ladies and gentlemen, this shot doesn't really show, but like the, guy, the guy's hucking it off the edge. What you really want to know in cornices, especially somebody like you who's from Jackson Hole, when you're standing above the cornice and then you're about to drop in your butthole puckers, that's the feeling of a cornice. <laughs> and I tell you all the time, if you want to get into it, start in Jackson Hole. People are like, I thought that's the hard one. I'm like, well, that's the point. If you could do Jackson Hole, that you, you you pop your cherry a little bit, you get into it. Next thing you know, you're, you got a son like, you know, going hitting Beartooth Basin. So, and how old is he? 15? 17. 17. 17. 
I was not doing that at his age. <laughs> most of the kids have uh, most of the kids have dads who are like you know ski patrollers and coaches and you know I, I'm 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 like always like a little bit like you know hey go ahead son you know um, send the three but I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of parents who live vicariously through their kids. But so. you need to do it. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, I, I'll give you, I got to give props. My now wife, uh, she grew up ski racing. I didn't I didn't get into ski racing until later. Um, I just was always into coaching different sports and stuff, big into cycling and everything else. Anyway, so her parents, like she grew up like classic ski racing family, like all the parents all hung out together and they're still friends to yeah. this day, I guess. It's like a thing. So That is a thing. So like half of our wedding in Canada, uh, in, in uh in Banff was like old people that I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know them better now because they're all her, they're all like people that she grew up with. But the, the the cool part was that her parents got on a helicopter and went heli skiing with us. And yeah, I was like, and they're cool. 70, 71. And I'm like, that's super cool. Yeah, my parents back here in Pennsylvania, my dad's never been on a plane. They don't do anything. Like, I'm the complete weirdo in the family. So, uh, but that's the point. You got to live life, right? And I think that's part of why I've really started geeking out about your brand and I can't wait for the D to show up. And that's why I already own a shovel. Like I didn't even reach out to you about a podcast until I bought the shovel and I was in the group and I was already on the waiting list. I'm like, I got to get her on a podcast. I was like, more people need to know about badass shovels. So maybe that's a hashtag. Do you guys use that one? We do use badass shovels. We okay, do. There we go. All I right. Mean, I mean, I think the thing is, is that look, someone said this the other day and I really resonated with it. It's the days are long and the years are short. And you got to live a life that matters. And it needs to matter to you. It doesn't matter what other people think. And I think that, that doing that is the only way to, um, I don't know, to just, you know, I just really encourage people to just really like make time matter, you know, like make these days matter, make this time on this, this planet matter. I, I also will tell you that I'm super excited about something that we do with Demos, which is that we took a category of mostly really uh disposable tools tools that you would buy and replace Mm. and that end up in landfills and we're really creating a built to last like i i think of us very much as like the patagonia of shovels meaning that we should have a worn wear program for our tools we should have you should have a lifetime relationship with demos well you've got a target audience right here because we're huge patagucci people (laughs) that's what we we nickname it patagucci that whole thing around like there is an environmental mission like more people getting out and getting after it and using public lands i think it's super important and then they're more likely to preserve the planet yeah. i think that having a lighter footprint on the planet by manufacturing in the united states and not using fossil fuels to move product to all these warehouses and across the ocean may- makes a big difference and i think the other thing is is that we are creating a pro- we are creating a sustainable consumer- consumerism and i love that um, and then I think finally, it's super cool that we use U.S. stamped uh, aluminum. We use U.S. cold rolled steel. We're manufactured in a United States factory with, you know, American workers that are paid a fair wage. That all matters. So stable communities create stable, you know, create democracies. Democracies are based on having a healthy middle class. When you can create that kind of job. We promote that like, all the time. <laughs> it's it's huge deal. So I'm just really like I, there's a lot more about what we do and why that is not just like on the surface evident. Well, that's but why I like bring entrepreneurs like you on a show like this because yeah, the brands out there, the Instagrams out there, the websites out there, but people need to hear more of the story, more of the purpose behind the purpose. You know, right. it's like uh, people see my logo and there's fire in it. But then, then once they listen to the show or they happen to dig deeper into my background, I'm like, Oh, 
because he's a former firefighter. And it's much right. deeper than right. that, you know? You got a purpose behind what you want to do. Like, I love your tool, not just because, obviously, badass shovels, right? But I'm the same way. Thanks to firefighting, I became a bit of a minimalist back then. I wanted, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Leatherman. I, I had the same Leatherman for, I like, 15 yeah. years, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, buy it once, spend a little bit more, and you make it last. Like, Kristen, yes. my wife, she just sent back her Patagonia, as you just said, your Patagonia jacket for repair. I just sent back a pair of Patagonia jeans. I've never sent back jeans for repair. They fixed them. Like, they sent them back. It took a couple of months, but I don't have to go buy another pair of jeans. You know, I want, yeah. I like the right gear, quality stuff it's built to last and if it does eventually fail does the company step up behind it and take care of it cool and yeah. then you don't need 15 things or to your point throwing out broken oh my god you know how many people throw out broken snow shelves every year oh my god every, so oh yeah no no i've been trying to get a photo shoot at a landfill and i just i don't know why i can't get this i haven't i have not yet gotten this done but i want to have a photo shoot at a landfill in let's call it February or March mm. when people have already bought their shovels and they're already breaking and that's what you see a ton of. And I want that picture of that pile of broken shovels because yeah. I know it exists because oh, yeah. I have friends that work at the transfer station and they, they're like, yes, it exists. Anyway, so I will get that done this winter. Well, right before I bought that shovel, I did buy like last year I bought because my now wife, when I moved in with her, she had one of those cheap silver crappy you know, snow shovels that just even the handle twists when you try and use it. Like I, t I took a grinder and reground the edge just to get a little more life out of it. And then it finally snapped. So I was like, I, yeah. I don't buy crap like that. So I bought a very yeah. expensive, heavy duty, high impact plastics shovel that is durable as hell, not your level shovel. Cause I didn't know about you guys yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, again, that would be like, why would you buy such an expensive snow shovel? I'm like, cause I don't want to keep breaking crap and throwing it in the trash. I know. Spend more so the we, first time. We are coming out with, I'm really excited about this. We are coming out with a $99 driveway shovel. I haven't named it yet, but we have, uh, we have hundred percent said, let's make a heritage hickory shandle, handle. Ooh. We probably will do it in different lengths so that you can order it and be like, I want the tall, I want the medium because guess what? We ship direct to consumer. We're factory direct. We can do that. We're not like trying to put product in a box and have it fit in a container. So yeah. get the right shaft link for your height so that it's ergonomically fitting you. Dude, I, I, I go get, I, I have to go have get dress shirts, custom fit. Why can't I get my shovel custom fit? I know. So <laughs> we're doing a, we're doing a heritage hickory handle with tongue oil, uh. which is a beautiful finish. You know, it's 6061 aluminum. It's, it's like, it's just a great shovel. So it's going to be an incre incredible product. I'm super excited about that. You're, anyway, so you're, you're talking to the right people. I mean, and I oh, know cool. there's a few. I have a couple of brand ambassadors. Shout out to the Strausser Project, Brian. That's right. We, we got to talk about this, buddy. Uh, <laughs> where he's he and I met, uh, basically reopening storm damaged mountain biking trails by running chainsaws, and then we've been friends ever since. He's been on the show like five times. We've been doing uh, charity stuff, buying bikes for kids with cerebral palsy. Like it's been, and I just started my first 501c3. So I'm going to have my own foundation now. And I just put him on the board. See, it's, it's, that's why I love podcasting. You never know how it's, what's going to happen. Uh, but the cool. point here is like, again, you buy the right stuff. I love the fact you're talking about custom fitting things, making it work for your lifestyle. Um, I mean, here's, I, I just got to show this to you. So on my personal Instagram, not my live the fuel Instagram. So this is our, our after party in Pennsylvania. My buddies bought me the hotshot level steel saw. Like, this is a $1,200 chainsaw, right? So, and my wife's having fun with it. Um, yes. And anyway, but you have to put quality parts on. So I've already upgraded the dogs. <laughs> 
<laughs> so again, quality, oh quality laser cut, you know, steel right there. So, <laughs> but it's like, my buddy's like, dude, I think your saw's already, you know, crazy. I'm like, no, yeah. why not level it up a little bit more? So I know. Okay. So that's what we're, so that's what we're doing. All right. And I'm that's loving what's it. so cool. I so love Demos that. is not just me before I know what my, and we're kind of out of time, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I want to just say that uh, Demos has really become, um, I have uh, my, my factory partner, Wayne Watson, who um, has 35 years of expertise in manufacturing and wow. is just brilliant. His, our senior engineer, John Hopman, and by the way, Wayne's a Porsche guy, then John Hopman is, uh, is, uh, runs 12 CAD engineers and has been, uh, he can build anything in glass, thermoplastics, or metal or wood. That sounds and, like a good guy um, on your team. And he, his ability to be able to take our designs and to rapidly prototype and then cut them into, into to really, you know, effectively uh, scalable manufacturing is what Demos can do, which is pretty impressive. Um, we've got on design, we've got Jim Barlow. Interestingly enough, Demos' senior designer has an architectural background. Really? Why does that matter? And it's because the man can design anything. And if you think about that, he's designed homes, furniture, light fixtures. He's built cars, his own car racks, car parts. Hmm. And the thing is, is that in the world of design, you might think that a standard hire would be someone who is, who's designed shovels for like another company, but really those people are specialists in designing shovels in Chinese factories yeah. and working with that supply chain. And everything we do is so de novo and, and like white sheet, like just blank piece of paper, blank canvas that actually someone out of that type of, type of design background makes a lot of sense for us. Plus, he's used to working with high-end finishes, which we do use. So it's pretty cool. And then um, our COO, Scott, uh, Scott Striegel, C-suite level executive, who's worked in digital marketing and is really helping us get all of our operations dialed in our direct-to-consumer model. We're also in wholesale. We're also on Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, then, uh, you know, we've got Daniel Marginian, who's a customer service ninja. We have Luke Harris, who is on our marketing manager. So it's, an, it's really, and he's a veteran, by the way, he used to work at Netflix and Disney. So like it's, a, it's a team of heft. I feel so excited every day to come to work because my colleagues are just so It sounds like you put together quite the superstar team, you guys. I have a hell of a lineup. I mean. It's a hell of a lineup. I have yeah. to say that. I mean, so anyway. I'm just really proud of the team. I'm proud of the company. Um, happy to be doing what I'm doing every day and I'm living the fuel. So I'm really happy to be here. Too. You definitely are. I'm glad you just threw that in there because I was going to work it in myself anyway, because it's, it takes, again, we talk about health, business and lifestyle on the show. You, you've, you've, you've challenged yourself to have that midlife crisis and, and create a company that you could tell you're just still a geek and you're still passionate about it. And it's like, what can uh -huh. I do next? What can I tweak next? Like, that's what that, if, if I could, if one thing could be left behind in the audience, I'm, I'm picking out is like that entrepreneurial spirit. It, you have to stoke the fire and the fire has to stay hot. And that's what I got out of you today. It's like, yeah, you're still mastering the craft, but you're also like, okay, what, once we got that mastered, what is next? Right. What yeah, else could yeah, we yeah. geek about? So I yeah. love that. Thank um, you. Well, well I'm not, I'm super excited to say that this was a great way to kind of end my work day. And, uh, I, I'll be, uh, I'll be coming, leaving, leaving this call and then jumping in my car. And I got a four and a half hour drive back to Jackson tonight. And it'll be oh, just you road tripped. Nice. All right. Road tripping. Yeah. Okay. I miss, yeah. I miss those road trips, man. I've climbed it's out there, so hiked good. out there, skydived out there, everything. So it's, yeah. uh, we, we come out to Colorado every year. We have a house out in Edwards. So, uh, cool. but actually a good friend of ours grew up in Jackson. She's here right now for about a month. So we're going to take her mountain biking in a couple of days. So, 
Cool. Um, well, listen, I but actually. You got to come to Jackson and come mountain biking with us. Oh, I would in a heartbeat. I mean. <laughs> we'll, ride, we'll ride Teton Pass. I'll Ooh. wear my full face helmet. I have not. <laughs> That's, that would be, yeah, why not? Game on. Uh, I'm actually training Game for, in, in three weeks, I'll be doing my first 100-mile mountain biking race. So That's a big deal. I've never done that. Um, okay, that's a big deal. Oh, I, said, I have a friend who <laughs> rode uh, the White Rim, and that's 100 miles in a day, and that's a lot. That's this a big is deal. it's called I don't know it's called the Wilderness 101. It's the 19th year. It's in the it's it's not out west. It's it's in the it's in the remote mountains of Pennsylvania. I don't know. I yeah. I collapsed a lung in January, so I'm in the hospital bed. I'm like, well, I need a training goal, and decided to do that. <laughs> cool. Well, I can't wait to hear how that goes. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, but luck. hey, help you help us close the show out. You are okay. the guest co-host. You've shared so much. Is there an all-encompassing message that you would just sum it all up with that you would leave behind for the people listening? If they forget all the other little nuggets you've kind of dropped throughout the show today, is there something like just all-encompassing out there right now? I think it is. I mean, I think it is. The single all-encompassing thought is um, do something that matters and do it well. That's it. Boom. That's like a mic drop right there. <laughs> do something that matters and do it well, people. I love it. That's well, it. <laughs> let's drop the mic on that. Listen, hang tight. I'm going to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, I've said it multiple times on the show. I've done a lot of screen sharing today. DemosCollective.com. There's at least a guy or a girl out there in your circle that is almost as much of a geek about tools and stuff as I am. So <laughs> consider sharing uh, go check out the Kickstarter because I'm a huge fan of Kickstarter, as you guys know from past episodes. I've supported many, many products. Uh, crowdfunding is a beautiful and amazing thing, and I wish it would have started years ago. So again, it's Demos not Collective. live yet, though, Scott. July 23rd. Oh, okay. trust me. Uh, well, yeah, but yeah. you have the link on the website. So we do have the link on the website. You can reserve early bird pricing, and yes. that's kind of confusing, but it's a way of getting basically there's certain number of pricing in each tier. And so reserving early bird pricing, it guarantees you the best pricing in the campaign. Yes. And that's what I've already done. And actually, ladies and gentlemen, cool. I shared it earlier in the show. I'll share one last time for the video feed. Right there, it's in the main toolbar, Delta Shovel Kickstarter yes. reservation. You drop a buck, and then as soon as it goes live, you're on the early bird list, and you can buy the shovel. That's what I did. Uh, so if you're a passionate fuel fan, like I know some of you guys are, go ahead and uh, follow suit with me. And actually, make sure you tweet or comment or tag in the Instagram, Facebook world, Demos, as well as me, and let me know if you guys jumped on, because I'm intrigued to see... Uh, who actually decides to join the fun. So, all right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, I'll give you a proper goodbye off the air, Susan. Ladies and gentlemen, exactly. Demos Collective, check out the Kickstarter, get your dollar reservation, uh, geek out about shovels, because I will. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Remember, you too can live the fuel, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com. Live the Fuel.